This is Optimal Finance Daily, episode 400. Why you need to start building an emergency fund now by Philip Taylor of ptmoney.com. And I'm your host and narrator, Dan. Welcome to the 400th episode of Optimal Finance Daily. We are here each Monday through Friday reading to you from some of the best personal finance blogs on the planet. And thank you to Health IQ for sponsoring today's episode. If you want to save some money on life insurance, this is a great way to do it. Health IQ uses science and data to secure special rates on life insurance for health-conscious people. You can learn more and get a free quote at healthiq.com finance. That's healthiq.com finance. For now, let's get right to our post as we optimize your life. Why You Need to Start Building an Emergency Fund Now by Philip Taylor of ptmoney.com. I write a lot about the emergency fund or rainy day fund on PT Money. It just occurred to me that I hadn't actually written a post on starting one. I did detail how we put our savings in a high interest savings account. However, that post could easily be titled, Open Up Your Emergency Fund in a High Interest Savings Account, because besides our property tax savings, those savings are essentially an emergency fund. But strictly speaking of emergency funds, you could use a number of methods and types of accounts to hold your emergency savings, so I'll discuss those here. I'd also like to cover other aspects of emergency funds, like why you might want to have one and what key elements make up a good one. So what is an emergency fund? Wow, I said emergency a lot in that first paragraph. Sorry about that. Truth be told, I'll likely say it often in the rest of the post too, so just bear with me. Okay, let me first start with this. I knew nothing of emergency funds until I started listening to Dave Ramsey's radio show. I mean, I knew about having savings, but I didn't know to call it an emergency fund. So thanks, Dave. I think calling your short-term savings account an emergency fund is a good way to motivate you to have one because it gives you a clearly defined goal for that money. It also motivates you to have a nice-sized one. Here's my definition. An emergency fund is money that you set aside a few months of your expenses to be used only in an emergency. It's like a fire extinguisher for your personal finances. The fund is typically made up of three to six months of your expenses and is typically held in a place separate from your normal spending account. So why do you need an emergency fund? A good place to start this discussion is to decide why you might need one of these funds. The reasons basically break down into two main categories. One, you could have an unexpected loss of income, like lose your job, get hurt or pregnant and can't go to work for a while. Or two, you could have an unexpected expense, like your car breaks down. Since most people aren't insured against every type of event that could happen, an emergency fund ends up being an excellent choice for just about everybody. Do you have one? Key elements of a good emergency fund. It needs to be big enough. Your fund should be big enough to help you through those events I just mentioned above. For example, if it would take you one to three months to find another job if you were to lose your current one, then plan on at least having an emergency fund of three or four months of your expenses. What expenses? Plan on spending the bare minimum during your downtime. For instance, cut the cable, don't dine out as much, etc. I'm pretty conservative, I think, and aim to keep about 10K in a fund. That would keep me going well above the bare minimum expenses until the three or four month mark. It should be accessible, but not too accessible. The fund should be kept somewhere where you can get to it in your time of emergency, but I tend to think it should be kept far enough away so that you can't spend it on day-to-day spending. This means don't keep it in your safe, regular checking account or the savings account attached to that checking account. On the flip side, don't use a CD to hold your emergency savings either. 
CDs mature on a monthly basis at the earliest, and so if you needed it right away, I'd expect that you'd pay a penalty for withdrawing your money early. Of course, you could use several CDs and have them in a revolving maturity schedule. That way, part of your money would become available every month. That's still not flexible enough for me, though. I like the middle ground of the high-interest savings accounts. It usually takes only a couple of days to get your money from them, perfect for most emergency situations. Making money for you. Lastly, as a bonus, you'd like your emergency fund to be earning money for you and keeping up with inflation. There are many online savings accounts that are FDIC insured where you can earn a few percentage points of interest on your money. That can add up quick. The account I use is the 360 savings account from Capital One 360. I highly recommend it for its user-friendly interface, the ability to create multiple savings accounts and access to a variety of related products like checking, CDs, and brokerage. Final thoughts. Keep those three elements and your main goals in mind and you should have no trouble setting up the appropriate emergency fund. Good luck. You just listened to the post titled Why You Need to Start Building an Emergency Fund Now by Philip Taylor of ptmoney.com. And Justin and Lee from Optimal Living Daily Business and Startups actually met Philip Taylor at Podcast Movement a couple of weeks ago, and we're all planning to attend his conference in October. That's FinCon. He created it, and uh, we're gonna be there meeting some personal finance bloggers and hopefully some listeners too. It's taking place in Dallas, Texas at the end of October, and you can find out more information about that at finconexpo.com. And a big thanks again to today's sponsor, Health IQ. You deserve lower rates on life insurance if you pursue a healthy lifestyle. Health IQ uses science and data to secure special rates on life insurance for health-conscious people, and that includes cyclists, runners, strength trainers, even vegans, and more. Health IQ has researched this, and if you frequently exercise with intensity, you have 22% lower cancer risk, 56% lower heart disease risk, and up to 34% lower risk of early death. But historically, life insurance companies penalize you for family history, your height and weight and other attributes, yet you don't get rewarded for being active and health conscious. So don't overpay. Health IQ rewards you with special rates on life insurance. You can learn more and get a free quote using our link, which is healthiq.com finance. That's healthiq.com finance. And we thank them, as always, for sponsoring the show. That's gonna do it for today and for this landmark 400th episode of Optimal Finance Daily. Thank you all so much for continuing to listen and being part of these milestones. Have a great weekend and I'll catch you on Monday where your optimal life awaits. Hello, Life Optimizer. This is Justin Mollick, creator and producer of this podcast, but also Optimal Living Daily, the show where I read to you from even more blogs covering finance, productivity, minimalism, personal development, and more from incredible bloggers like Derek Sivers, Zen Habits, Mark and Angel, The Minimalists, and all the ones you hear on this show too. So if you enjoyed today's episode and like taking amazing blogs on the go, come on over to Optimal Living Daily and subscribe to that one too. And together, we'll start optimizing your life. You've been listening to Optimal Finance Daily. Be sure to hit the subscribe button to stay up to date on each new episode and head to oldpodcast.com. That's oldpodcast.com for a free gift as well as more actionable tips and resources to help you maximize your potential. Thanks for joining us. And remember, your optimal life awaits.